Hey guys, Ben here with Victoria. Hello. My lovely pregnant wife. Getting close. Getting close. Getting close. So if you hear screaming in the middle of this episode, that could be it. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. So. Oh my goodness. You're welcome. Thanks. <laughs> um, I have been complaining more this pregnancy and I apologize um, publicly on your podcast for that. No comment. (laughs) (laughs) So, theology for your marriage. We're back at it. We've done two. The first one we picked on you. Yep. The second one we picked on me. And the second one, or this last one, we're going to pick on each other. (laughs) Um, So, that's great. Can't... Keep it equal. Yeah. yeah, Equal opportunities. Well, we're all about it. So... um, I was going to say marriage equality, but that means something different. So and sinful but um (laughs) so yes we've been working our way backwards in these episodes uh kind of giving the symptom and then the sin issue behind the symptom so the sin behind the sin so the first one we talked about feeling trapped in our marriage even though it's a good marriage good husband good wife um said that that was discontent and one way that we could Uh, fight that sin of discontent was looking at God's design for marriage and then the second one was I don't love my spouse as I should which was more along the lines of not that I don't love my spouse but that I don't work Mm. hard enough at loving my spouse is maybe a better way to put it than we actually did in the episode so sorry Uh, the sin behind that was selfishness and we said we could look at God's lavish love in order to fight that sin and one thing we didn't we, we honestly didn't notice the connection until after we recorded those two episodes is that with feeling trapped and uh, not loving uh, my wife as i should um the the truth the theological truth to fight the sin with we're all wrapped up in the atonement mm. so ephesians 5 said uh, christ gave himself for the church this is speaking about christ's substitution for the church is giving uh, his atonement and when we talked about god's lavish love we looked at first john 4 surprise surprise and john says in first john in this is love not that we loved god but that he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sin so uh ultimately it went back to the atonement which means that it went back to the gospel yeah. so um and that brings us to this episode which is we struggle in communication in our marriage and most of you will probably just be like duh we knew that already (laughs) um so yes that's there there it is that's the struggle that's the symptom so let's Mm -hmm. give a let's give a few examples and then we'll kind of talk about um the sin behind the struggle um so yes won't you go first (laughs) okay so yeah thinking about um communication problems i know um for me oftentimes that will look like um either being too busy with like my own little things to give you enough attention to listen thoroughly to what you're saying and that means that sometimes i just kind of whatever you say to me might breeze by You know, like, oh, yeah, 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 I heard you. Or um, sometimes I can fill in um, details that you said that you probably didn't say 
I can hear <laughs> I can hear you saying what I want to hear you say. Um, and then likewise, I would say just in my, I, I think I get very caught up and my mind goes a million miles a minute sometimes and I can get caught up in my own <laughs> whirlwind of things and activities I want to do. So not only do I not hear you clearly, like I don't slow down and take the time to respect and listen thoroughly to you, I also will kind of be hasty in my own communication. Like, I mean, and it's small things, like sometimes I'll just jump into a topic that I haven't given you warning about or, you know, I haven't said something like, oh, Ben, I wanted to talk to you about X, Y, Z. I just start talking about it and assume you to follow me and I get frustrated or angry when you don't. Um, Jonathan would be very happy. Yeah, Jonathan, our premarital counselor, said that we could never use the word frustrated because that really is just a nice way of saying angry. Or frustrated. Or frustrated, as someone's relative says. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, those are kind of my two. Like, I just get, I get busy and I don't listen to you, don't take the time to listen to you, and I don't <clears throat> take the time to, um, you know, well... I, don't, I guess, I hope that makes sense what I'm trying to say. I don't take the time to communicate thoroughly with you. I just want you to jump right on pace with me and kind of railroad. Maybe that's a good way to say it, railroad wherever you're going. And just like, come on my crazy train, Ben. I'm not going to give you any warning. Just understand what I'm saying. So those are two ways I struggle with communication. Mm-hmm. They're two sides of the same coin. <laughs> um, what about you? I don't struggle at all. Anyway, um, we're a little sassy in this episode. Yeah, that's okay. I think. We, we're just trying to cover up our problems. <laughs> um, I think my big, my biggest one, and I think both of ours actually might have the same root problem, hmm. uh, is just to shut down. Hmm. And initially, I thought that that just meant like I don't want to talk about it, but I think that probably just means I don't want to talk and. I don't want to listen. Mm. Um, so is this like in conflict or just any time? I think this would be more, this would probably be more in conflict. I just, you know. We have something we need to work through. No, something we have, yeah, something we need to work through or just, mm. um, you know, even it, it, it could even be something along the lines of if I've had a long day at work and mm. I come home and you just say something that. You probably really didn't mean anything by, but it's just been a long day at work, so I read into it what I want. Mm. So then, even in that in that case, it may not necessarily be an area of conflict, but I would just rather shut down and not communicate. Yeah. At all. So I, I think that would be my my biggest area, and I sometimes when we communicate. And this is something I just have to work on, period. It's just being a, a clear communicator. Mm. I, I think I explained myself well the first time, but I normally have to explain myself 15 times until it's uh, clear what I'm trying to yeah. say to you. And because I'm not clear, it ends up causing causing friction. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, kind of get some put some meat on the issue maybe and hopefully you can see yourself or apply that think about your communication struggles and then what we're about to say next will make sense um yes yes so that's the that's the struggle and then we had a big long list of sins 
uh, on this one, apathy, uh, which could really just be the, I think that's probably where I fall in. It's just being apathetic. Um, I don't want to deal with this. I just, I'm just going to shut down and do this laziness. Uh, communication in life, period, takes work. Mm-hmm. It takes even more work when you're living with someone and have to sleep in the same bed and raise the same kids. Yeah. Um, so laziness, lack of respect for the other person. I think that's a big one. Um, mm-hmm. Selfishness, once again. And then just a lack of respect and then also maybe disregard for our fellow humans in general. So, yeah. um We came up with a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and we're big sinners on this one. So yeah. um, I think one thing we need to remember when we're talking about this, and we're going to talk about a, a few theological truths that we can think through with this, or a few biblical principles. And I thought about this while you were talking mm. because I... It dawned on me that I had the same problem. Mm. Um, James, he's talking about hearing and doing the word of God. Um, But I think we can apply this to our lives. He says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, Mm. slow to anger. Um, Yeah. In context there, he's talking about be quick to hear the word of God and slow to speak over the word of God. But I think even in life, we need to be quick to hear while we're, we're communicating. Cause I think we often just think of communication as talking. Yeah. Like just verbal communication. But, um, I remember, I forget which class this was when I was in school, which seemed like forever ago, but anyway. Um, they talked about how, like, when we're having a discourse on theology or, like, a talking about a controversial subject or something, we should always try to be listening to what the person we're disagreeing with says and not, like, listening to really understand where they're coming from instead of listening for the gotcha moment. Like you said this, mm. and um, but I think that works in, in marriage. We should we should be listening to uh, one another um, to understand where we're coming from, and being very quick to hear and slow slow to speak. Cause I I, th- I think honestly, if we wanted to talk about our troubles in mm-hmm. this and our struggles, if we applied that a little bit more. Yeah. Not that we would be perfect, but I think we would improve a lot. So, is that called responsive listening, or have you heard that oh, I've never term? Heard that. I think I think that's what it's called. If I'm wrong, you guys can correct me. But well, I would I would I th- I think we could argue from scripture though that that is listening, like what James talks about. Mm, like that's just right. Yeah, just you know, listening to to understand because in the context of what he's talking about it's because that's when he goes into talking about don't be just a hearer of the word but a doer of the word so we we're slow to speak and quick to listen so that we can understand and then do do right and and respond so i I guess responsive listening is a good way to put it i just yeah Yeah. i think like that's an actual term that people use and i'm pretty sure it's responsive listening just Just, 
I'm just not as smart as you are. No, that's no. not true. No, it's <laughs> that's not true. So let's um, let's tackle just two things. Um, I I really I really think if we look at this biblically, um, all of these things—apathy, laziness, lack of respect, selfishness, disregard for fellow human uh, beings. Uh, disregard for our our wife or our husband are, are honestly are probably all rolled up into one, and I think it's probably just a disregard for one another, mm. um, even if it's passive in some way. Like it's still active in the um, application of it, but right. um, we may not be thinking in the moment. Well, I'm not going to listen to my wife. Because I just want to disregard my wife, but that's right. what our action is showing that that's what we're doing yeah. is we are disregarding the other person. I, I think two things, especially for Christian couples, we can look at is um, first off, all humans uh, deserve honor, respect, mm-hmm. and all humans derive their worth from being created in God's image. That's why things such as uh, abortion and genocide and sex slavery and and things like that uh, that's why they're so heinous is it is treating um a human as something less than human yeah blatant um, yeah bla- just blatant disregard for who they are and this starts all the way at the beginning before sin was even introduced god says that he created man in his own image he says that let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the bird of the heavens and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Mm. And verse 27 says, So God created man in his own image. Then he repeats it again. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So, uh, I am created in God's image. You are created in God's image. Everyone that is listening is created in God's image. Every human on the face of the earth ever was created in God's image. Uh, that image is broken now in some way, and we see that Christ comes, and he is the exact image, the exact imprint of the mm-hmm. the nature and uh, glory of God. So first, just understanding that we are created in God's image, and because we're created in God's image, that just gives us worth. It gives yeah. us honor. Yeah. It gives us dignity. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Genesis even goes on to say that's why murder is so um, awful. Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. For God made man in his own image. Um, so when we kill, when Cain killed Abel, it was the first instance of someone killing the image of God, if you will just a blatant disregard for that person and who they were um, interacting with. I think that also means that we're created to be in relationship. That's why God uh, placed Eve in the garden. Um, Because I don't think Adam could properly image God, Mm. who is Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and that they've had perfect communion always, um, perfect relationship always. So, uh, that's the fir- first thing I think I would I would run to. Anything to add for you on that? No, I think, I mean, I think you, you covered it well, and you mentioned this, but just remembering that when we do honor 
um, others because they are created in God's image. That is a, um, it's being obedient to God. You know, it's a, it, it's a worshipful thing in a way, like we are doing what God created us to do. And um, that, that ultimately, and again, we've, we've said this a lot, but that the worth is given by God. So God is the, like, God gives worth. He is the subject of the sentence. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, just a, and that might help you because it's, it's easy to not think that the person you might be dealing with deserves any sort of respect or worth, especially if they're not treating you well. But if you kind of ratchet up that view and think, you know, think about God. I remember talking to a friend one time and she was just in a hard situation and um, just the, the reminder of like, well, maybe before like you enter into a conflict with this person or when you're discussing and having those tense moments, just almost like imagine Christ in front of them. Like not that that we were talking specifically like with a fellow Christian, you know, just imagine that person is in Jesus. But in this case, it wouldn't be a bad idea just to imagine even if someone's really, you're angry at them or whatever. It's like, just remember that God's fingerprint is on them because he created them, you know, to, to think past the person, if you will, maybe, and think think towards God and think that he made that person. And again, not, not to honor um not to like worship or idolize people, mm-hmm. but just to, to keep in mind like the the big spiritual reality. And I and I say it to myself, like it's easy. Like there was a I was at the gas station the other day and the um, lady checking me out at the gas station made me really just angry for some reason. She said something stupid and I was just thinking, like, oh, what a you know, what a stupid person and I don't have time for this and blah blah blah. But that was wrong and sinful of me and it would have helped even you know who the person this person I thought didn't deserve any of my regard like someone working in a gas station you know I should have considered her as being made in God's image and having his fingerprints on her and that you know that would have just been a helpful practical way to remind me to to give her the respect and communicate better yeah well our our world is so upside down Mm -hmm what the world calls up is actually down and what the world calls down is actually up. Yeah. Just thinking through this, um, recent brouhaha about the, the dentist who went and shot the lion. Oh yeah. Whatever your opinions are on that. Um, that's whatever in this case, but it, it's so surprising to see people want to defend like the life of a lion. Mm hmm. But then we have total disregard for human life. Not just, and I'm not even necessarily thinking along the lines of, I know a lot of people compared abortion and, and stuff like that, but just even the way that we treat one another. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, we had a dear friend once that talked about being pro-life, and that meant all life, not just unborn mm. unborn life that was still in the womb. But um, this is always going to be a struggle to to treat our fellow human beings and our, our wives and our husbands with respect because um, we are bombarded by the world mm. with a totally different view. Right. Um, and it doesn't have to be animal life. It can be other things that we, we value things or cars or jobs more than we do people. People. So this is always going to be sure. a, a constant struggle uh, with this. So, first theological truth we can use to fight this sin is just that your wife your husband is created in the image of god and because they are created in god's image they deserve for you to uh, have a high regard for them 
and to work to communicate with them, uh, not to be apathetic, not to shut down, mm-hmm. uh, to respect them, to you know give a just give an ear and listen to what they have to say. Mm-hmm. So then the second thing, and we have to remind ourselves, I think a lot of this, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I, I mean, Do this you mean a, you and I? Yeah. Okay. You, yeah. Um, and I, and I don't mean that in a bad way at all. I, I mm. mean this in an encouraging way is that your husband and your wife, if they are in Christ, not only are you husband and wife, but you are also brothers and sisters yeah. in Christ. You're, you're part of God's family. You've been adopted into God's family because of Christ Jesus on the cross purchased your adoption. Um, and therefore, all these one another passages that we see in Scripture, which we could go through a ton of them. I'll go through mainly just just one, just to kind of show you what we're thinking about. But um, but just that brother-sister relationship, because we are in Christ, should dominate and permeate our marriages. Yeah. Um, along the lines of everything else we've talked about with God's design for marriage and his lavish love towards us. Um, but just these one another's that we're to treat one another in certain ways because we are in Christ, because we are in union with Christ. Because uh, as Paul says in Second Corinthians five seventeen, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, the old, uh, the new has come. The old has passed away. So, um, just one, and I wanted to go to this one because it uh, it's in Hebrews ten. But one reason I wanted to go to it is because he's specifically dealing with this in the context of the church. Um, So that we see that these one another's happen in the church, but then as we are the church scattered in our homes, Mm -hmm. we're we're to do this as well. He says, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And so the first thing we're to do is to... um, just encourage one another Mm -hmm. Uh, being and I think in our communication we can encourage one another just by working to be a good communicator yeah Um, and then another reason I wanted to come to this passage as well is it talks about um, encouraging one another to really fight sin because um, it says, for if we go on sinning deliberately, what well, I, I can't help but think that those two are connected, encouraging one another. And then if we go on sinning deliberately, um, we encourage one another to not sin. Mm-hmm. We're in each other's lives as a aid to holiness, an aid to sanctification, an aid and a help to become more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, But all these one another passages, love one another, um, Give your life for one another. John talks about that. James talks about it. Uh, prefer one another. Mm-hmm. Um, really shape our marriage. Like our just should really just shape our marriages. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna shut up for a second. See if you. No, any, you're fine. I mean, that. that's <laughs> it's your podcast. Um, I want to be quiet and listen. <laughs> right, right. I think, and you said this, we we do struggle um, to remember each other as brother and sister, and I'm sure we're not alone in that. Um, and I, this is not an excuse, but the reason would be because, you know, we do 
with your spouse, you do live with them and make life with them. And so I think that means that all the pressures of life are sort of, you know, boiling in your home. You know, sometimes there's nothing going on. It's just kind of sitting there and everything's happy. But um, when, when life, you know, we all know life is not perfect and there are struggles and trials. So when those happen, I mean, that, that's happening in your home, like in yourself and it's often played out in your home. So it is, it is difficult. I, I think just compared to like what me, why is it harder sometimes to love a spouse than like my Christian sister who I get along with and we get to see each other and encourage each other, you know, but we, we don't live together. Like we don't mm-hmm. have all of those, um, stresses we have to work out together and that sort of thing. So I think I'm just more like as, as a wife listening to this, um, episode, it's sort of, it's a good challenge of just, just recalling to mind, like do whatever you can to remember that your husband or if your husband, that your wife is, is a brother, sister in Christ. And, you know, maybe think about your good relationships you have with some people in the church and then, you know, how it, it's so great when we put that into our marriages as well. It's, I guess it's easy to love people you don't live with. It's easy to love people who don't know you as intimately as your spouse will. So they don't know all of your, um, ugly things or not pretty things mm-hmm. um, as closely as other people you can't hide you know houses are small sometimes they seem big and empty but sometimes they seem really small so um you can't yeah there, there's you have to be yourself i guess is what i'm trying to say in front of your spouse um so that's what makes it a challenge but all the more important you know to remember that and then also the that christ like you were just reading those passages like to do this to one another just remembering that um, that's all fueled by Christ and by the gospel. And, you know, I, I am very hard on myself when I fail and I fail often. So it's, it's easy for me to kind of fall into a spiral of beating myself up. and like, oh, I'll never be perfect at this. I'm a horrible wife. You know, that the better thing to do is to just keep throwing yourself on Christ. To Christ, I can't do this. You through me can do this. Please, you know, renew my spirit, renew my heart. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your forgiveness. Help, you know, just constantly coming back to, to the source of the ability to, to love one another, I guess. Yeah, because um, it all has to come back to the gospel. Even that brother-sister Christian relationship that new, mm. new that the church um, is created by the gospel. I just got, uh, I just got, see, I'm such a, I'm a, I'm a great communicator. I just finished reading a book oh. <laughs> that's uh it was called um the gospel how the church portrays the beauty of christ mm-hmm. and it's written by ray ortland you should go get it it's uh fantastic i'm gonna try to read it again by the end of the year but one argument he 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 looked at the gospel from three different things he said the gospel for you the gospel for the church and the gospel for everything mm-hmm. so um but we often forget that while the gospel is for you, uh, Spurgeon uh, quipped that um, you could boil his theology down to four words, Jesus died for me. So, it, hmm. yeah, that's four words. Um, <laughs> so, the, the sacrifice that Christ made on the cross is personal mm. in that he, if you have come to faith in him, he has died for you. Mm. And he's purchased all these glorious blessings of salvation for you justification mm-hmm. sanctification glorification um your union with him is uh, has its basis in his redemption 
but he didn't save you just to create a new you Mm. to make you a new creation but it through his atonement through the gospel uh, god through christ has made a new community and he's placed you in that right and since our marriages are supposed to mirror that new community all these one another's are are fueled by uh, the gospel i had a professor that said the gospel has entrance language and maintenance language which means that not only is the gospel that the way that we get into the Christian life, but it's the way that we stay in the Christian life and that we're obedient as Christians. So, um, yeah, good stuff. Good. I had another thought, but I lost it. And that's okay, because I am a great, great communicator. communicator. <laughs> We've communicated a lot this episode. I think so we good. have. <laughs> so, um, I do hope, and we've... we've been praying for these episodes that these are encouraging to you um if you're married even if you're not married um but just keep in mind it if if i could give one admonition at the end is just remember the gospel and keep falling back on the gospel which is what we've been talking about and um you don't fight sin um burdened like we're talking about because we're talking about fighting sin in our marriages and this is as long as we're married this is going to be a reality we are going to be fighting sin um our church is uh meditating together through romans 8 right now and uh this week we had verses 10 through 13 but in 11 paul talks about um but if the spirit of him who raised christ from the dead is in you i mean that's just a mind-blowing thought that Mm -hmm. the spirit who raised jesus from the dead uh, dwells you could even put um, inhabits me hmm. then he goes into verse 13 and he says brothers if you uh, live according to the deeds of the flesh you will die but if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the flesh you will live hmm. but notice he said first the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you then you kill sin. Um, so you're always going to be fighting sin, but you fight it with the gospel. You fight it um, through the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells in you. If you are in Christ, if you are in union with Christ, His Spirit, the Spirit of God, dwells in you. You've been released from that sin, the dominion of sin, Romans 6. It has no control over you. Christ in His atonement has freed you from the penalty of sin and the power of sin so that as you fight for your marriage and you fight for your marriage by fighting sin um just remember that's all fueled by the gospel you don't do it apart from the gospel you don't do it in your own power Mm. Uh, you do it through the power of the holy spirit um that is in you you do it because christ has purchased you you belong to christ just keep remembering that and if if you do it's not a magic formula by any stretch. But you see the bigger picture. Um, mm-hmm. And that I want to work on communicating with my wife because I've got to fight sin in my own heart so that I can, I can, one, that I can communicate with her and that I can love her the way that I should. Mm-hmm. So just keep those things in mind as you work on your marriages. Anything else? It's good. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for listening. Hope these were encouraging. And looking forward to our episodes 
in October, um, we're going to go through the Apostles' Creed, which I, I'm uh, looking forward to, and we'll give a little more information on that in the next episode, and we'll see how many episodes Victoria is with us, because um, <laughs> <laughs> Nora is, uh, looks like she's ready to come. We'll just put it that way. We'll see. Yeah. yeah you maybe. never know. <laughs> so you guys have a great day and a great week. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for all the liking, sharing. Give us your comments. We always love feedback. Unless it's bad, then we don't. But we still will respond. But we'll still listen. <laughs> Maybe. But, yeah, we'll listen because we have to be good communicators, right? So you guys have a great day. We'll talk to you later.